crochet base. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody back to the Crochet Bays. I'm Jess. I'm Meg. And we are the, the Crochet, crochet Bays. And this, okay. oh. I like that you said, welcome back everybody to the Crochet Bays. And then we announced that we were the Crochet Bays. It's important that people understand that the show that we are also the people who the show is named after okay it just sounds funny because normally that's not what you say but it was just funny okay <laughs> welcome to the show also we are the people who are hosting the show that the show <laughs> is named after yes moving on <laughs> um it's episode 14 yeah and um i just want to know megs what's new with you what's going on you have a lot going on <laughs> it's been a roller coaster yeah explain your voice first of all okay i sound like the most terrifying animal on the planet <laughs> second first most terrifying animal there's two haven't decided which one it is um because i've been sick for like two months and it's just been this roller coaster of different illnesses and currently i'm dealing with a sinus infection mm. so Somehow that's equated to taking my voice. Like twice. Twice, yeah. Jeez Louise. So we're getting there. But it's fine. We just get a funny episode. <laughs> I feel like you have maybe taken my sickness. Thanks, by the way. Yeah. Because I You're usually have welcome. gotten sick at least once this, you know, fall Christmas time. <clears throat> Dude, it's been... It's been absurd. Okay. It was like straight up like autoimmune issues and mm -hmm. then COVID and mm -hmm. then more autoimmune issues, then a cold. And then that cold turned into a sinus infection. Girl. And that's where I'm at right now. I like bought so many vitamins today because I'm like, <laughs> I am not getting sick on this cruise. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. So like a very quick, I guess, recap of what's going on in my life. Um. I released three patterns in in December, and that was really wild. Yeah. I made some massive goals between November and December. Heck yeah, you did. And that was really, really exciting. Um, <clears throat> I I think I'm on to something with my stackable animals. Mm -hmm. They seem to be a hit. They're starting, you know, to pick up, and that's really exciting. So I'm just going to, like, really work with that a lot more. Um, so I just released the farm stackables on Monday. Yay. And that so yesterday. And that was a good day. It was a really good day. I hit I hit two thousand sales on Etsy, which was so insane. Wild. It's so insane. I hit seventy four hundred followers on TikTok and I'm at twenty five hundred followers on Instagram. So like it's crazy. It's been it's been good. It's been real good. Um, I actually want to look how many followers I have on Instagram because I don't, I don't ever post go on like at all, but at all? I just want to compare. How many did you say you have? 2,500? 2,500. I have a whopping 277 followers. You go girl. And the last time yeah. I posted was September 14th. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. 
<laughs> you're good. So I have some stuff coming in January. Probably not going to be a super big month because I'm doing a lot of traveling. Um, and we're going on a cruise on the 7th. We're leaving on the 7th to go to the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> I, I get to meet Kim. I'm really happy for you. So happy you're, for you. You're not, but it's fine. I'm so, happy for me. <laughs> so happy for you. I get to I get to meet Kim in person and maybe Stephanie. And I get to see manatees. I get to go kayaking with manatees. Wait, hold on. Which one are you most excited about? Meeting Kim or manatees? <clears throat> Don't <laughs> <laughs> It's the impossible question. <laughs> Don't ruin a beautiful thing, okay? <laughs> Don't ask me questions I simply cannot answer. I think Kim, deep in her heart, knows what the answer to that question is, and she's okay with that because she knows you. Kim loves me. Yeah, and she I knows, love- and she knows that you love manatees. I do love manatees. Listen, if somebody asked me, would would Megs be more excited to <clears throat> see you in person again or meet a manatee? I would absolutely say, oh, she'd be more excited to meet manatees. <laughs> It's true. Because I know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> sea potatoes will never make you sad. Are you saying I make you sad? Are you a sea potato? I certainly could be. <laughs> Shoot, put me in the water. I'll lay around like a potato. <laughs> I'll even eat some potatoes while <laughs> I lay in the, just, in the ocean. Can we just refer to ourselves as sea potatoes? The since- sea potato sisters. <laughs> That's the new name of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) She said she wasn't going to laugh because of her cough, and she's doing it anyway. I'm going to end up throwing up and coughing. (laughs) All of a sudden, you're just going to hear me gagging. Ew. Ew. (laughs) I will mute. Don't worry, guys. If that ever happened, I would certainly edit it out. I started calling you. (laughs) I just got a notification. You missed a call from Meg. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so sea potatoes, um, and you're going on a cruise, and I'm not jealous at all. And then my sister's getting married at the beginning of February, so it's like a really crazy season. Yeah, and you can't afford to be sick, so you really got to get better. Uh -uh, I got to like pound vitamin C like it's illegal substances or something. Like, (laughs) holy smokes! (laughs) Like, do we need to talk? (laughs) (laughs) Just can't get enough. I'm really excited. It's been good, though. You I need feel some like... vitamin C so you can enjoy the vitamin C, <clears throat> like the ocean. Get it? Do you oh. see those like those cheesy cruise t-shirts where it's like, I need my vitamin C, but it's like SEA? Yeah. I, yeah. <sighs> mm. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. You funny, girl. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. I'm a bad co-host. You're fired. No, um, I feel like every time we talk about a pattern release, I go, it was really good and it blew my mind. But like this last two months, we're insane. Yeah, truly. It just, it was so good. Yeah. It, it was good. It went wild. It did. We did the crochet race. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> That was so fun. It was nuts. There were a lot of people in that live. I was scared. I got my first hater. <laughs> there were like over 800 people watching that thing. No, there wasn't. You're a liar. I 
definitely did. Really? I screenshotted it and sent it to you. <clears throat> did you really? I don't know if when I screenshotted it was over 700, but it definitely, I think I think it did there get was over like 800 six. at one point. There was like six when I saw it. Yeah, I sent I sent you a screenshot in the group chat. Um, oh, my Lanta. It was nuts, though. It straight up was the craziest thing. Like, I thought I was going to be really calm and chill in it, but like... The second everything started happening, I was like, oh, this is for real. And I was so nervous and I got in my head and I was so psyched out. But it was so much fun. I absolutely got annihilated in that race. And I never truly finished anything. No, that's not true. <laughs> I did finish my Weeby. Um, my axolotl was a epic fail and I just gave up halfway through the head. That's okay. But it was it was so fun and I hope we can do them again. Yeah. The screenshot that I had, there were 725 when I screenshot. That's insane. It. That's yeah. so many people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. It's crazy. Um, my what's new with me is not nearly as exciting. Um, <laughs> I have not done any crochet races. Um, I have not sold 2,000 things online. Um, I'm just, you know, over here with my 277 Instagram <laughs> Um, No, actually, what I've been doing a lot of... First of all, is I've been chilling, which has been so desperately need- needed after c- crazy hot cocoa bomb season. Hot cocoa bomb season was nuts for you, but you had like a crazy milestone happen with your hot cocoa bombs. I did. Yeah, right. Because then you make the most sales you ever have. Or something oh or yeah. I mean, did we talk about that at the last <clears throat> on the last episode? I don't. I don't know if we did or not. But either way, yeah. It's, it's like between worthy of being noted yeah again if it was (laughs) so yeah the the big one that i knew was going to be big was bigger than i maybe thought it was going to be um between that between that one and my last three-day weekend market that i did let me do the math here i made I did $6,300 in sales between those two markets. Yeah, that's insane. That's and crazy. Honestly, I like the fact that we're talking about this solely because even though this is a crochet podcast, um, it's I think it's realistic to share like other endeavors. Like, mm-hmm. like for me, I'm a stay-at-home mom, you know. Obviously, you work from home and stuff and you have your, your business. But like my main source of income to support my family is my husband's job. It is not my crochet. So I don't want to sit here and act like all of us just like roll in the dough and bring it all in and can support a whole family off this, which I'm not saying that can't happen. It absolutely can. And I believe that I can make it happen if I work hard enough, but I think it's realistic to show the side of it too, where we're saying, Hey, this isn't all we do. Like we hustle on in different areas, you know, like I, I care for my children. So my husband can do his nine to five. You, <clears throat> you have your hot cocoa bomb business and then you guys also DoorDash, And then, you know, um, Michael has his, his nine to five as well. So I just like, I never mind when we talk about like your hot cocoa bombs and stuff, because I think it's really important for people to see both sides of that. If they're like trying to start a business, you know? Yep. Yeah. This, this year has been, there's been a lot of irons in the fire and I'm hoping to maybe pare down on some of those things this year. Like I don't necessarily want to do all the things that I did in this past totally. year. Totally. And that's kind of, you know, probably heading into our, 
our discussion for <laughs> for today's episode but um i yeah i mean if you want to make it as a small business owner and like you want this to be your thing you're probably gonna have to do some other things before this becomes your only thing yep <laughs> like um, we've i've heard katie say it so many times like if you listen to what katie says she's like i didn't build this overnight like this is 12 years of work mm-hmm. that's a long time yeah. i mean in the grand scheme of things it's not a long time but when you look at the scale she's at and and what she does on like a pattern release day you know selling out at a market no problem whatever else you want to like compare it to like that's after 12 years of her busting her butt mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's like like it can happen in a short amount of time but realistically it's it's a marathon it's not a sprint absolutely yeah and so um that being said before we jump into the main part what you drinking megs oh i got you know the lord's lemonade over here (laughs) (laughs) i'm drinking coffee Did did I finally do it? Did I break Jessica this time? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. We went to Chick-fil-A. I got a Sunjoy with unsweetened tea because nobody needs that much sugar. It's absurd. Um, and we call it the Lord's Lemonade because... He hath blessed it. <laughs> Have you seen that that like Christian comedian dude who's, who has his Chick-fil-A song? And he's like don't or forgot to pray for your wheel don't worry we already prayed for it (laughs) pre-blessed oh goodness um yeah i'm drinking coffee end of story that's all i also have some quality spring h2o in a starbucks cup i don't think you've ever said you're drinking water without putting the word quality before it like I'm really glad to know that all the water you drink is quality. It is. I don't drink the trash tap water that is my town. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so are we... <clears throat> I think I think we, we can jump into this thing now, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Megastash Debt Consolidation. Are you swimming in debt because you just can't resist a good yarn sale? Maxed out your credit cards because that blanket yarn you love was finally in stock? Is this hitting a little too close to home and you're regretting your life decisions? Then you'll be pleased to learn about Megastash Debt Consolidation, specifically designed with the fiber artist in mind. We'll help to consolidate all those purchases from every craft store within 100 miles so you can get back to what you love doing most. Buying more yarn, I mean using up all that yarn. Give Megastash Debt Consolidation a call today to see what we can do for you. Terms and conditions may apply. Not valid in all states. Rates dependent on how Megastash your Megastash is. We're closed on Mondays, Tuesdays, and all days. Please don't call us. This is not real. This is satire. Nothing is real. Okay, everyone. So we figured with the start of a new year, it would be a good time to talk about goals. Not necessarily New Year's resolutions, but just looking at the next year and kind of making some some thoughts about like okay what what do we hope to accomplish in this next year in mm-hmm. terms of crochet 
personally, just like growing <clears throat> as, a, as a crocheter, growing each of our businesses individually, and also how we want to grow the Crochet Bays podcast too. Totally. So I cannot believe we didn't say Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. It's 2023. It's hard to like think in the future sometimes. It is. Okay. <laughs> I lied. It's 2023 when you listen to this episode, but really it's December 27th, 2022 yes. when we recorded. Which... Surprise. We record ahead of time. <laughs> it's not live. I want my money back. We don't get up at like one o'clock in the morning to record. So when it releases at so it's 4 a.m. Wanted to be fresh. Could you imagine? That would be the worst idea we've ever had. Oh, and we've my had gosh. some dumb ideas. We have. We really. Can have. I just take a minute to say real quick? December twenty seventh. Do you know what today is, Megs? No. It is mine and Michael's proposal anniversary. Michael proposed to me on this day eight years ago. <laughs> you want to know when my proposal anniversary was? I don't. Yes, I guess. It didn't happen. I was going to say, I feel like you're baiting me with this. I absolutely am. He never, he never proposed. You guys just like had a conversation or something, right? Or it was just. I think the second conversation we had, we were talking about marriage. Because I straight up was like, homie, I'm looking for a husband. I ain't looking for a boyfriend. So if you ain't looking for marriage, you can hippity hop skip right out of here. Shuffle off the buffalo. (laughs) And and by like two months of our relationship, we were like planning, like talking, dreaming the wedding. I love that. And then he went to my mom and stuff and asked. And I got my I got my ring like the day before our wedding. I'm wearing nice. it. Nice. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm wearing it. Imagine that. Um I'll still got yeah. it. <laughs> we never got engaged. Our wedding was planned in like three months, but dreamed for the entire eight months we dated nice man i am a crazy person <laughs> anyways <laughs> goals for the year we all knew that anyway yeah so that's just i'm a bad wife because i literally didn't even realize it until i looked at my facebook memories and i was like oh my gosh today's when we got engaged <laughs> but yeah you know as a wise seasoned married for eight years person <laughs> nobody pays attention to any anniversary but their marriage one i mean i do i do because i'm weird but you know no really the reason that i remember and it's important to me is because it's also the day i broke my wrist michael decided that it'd be a great idea to propose to me at an ice skating rink and i fell and broke my left wrist like 10 minutes before he popped the question did you not know this? No, you never told me this. How have what? you not ever heard this story? Okay, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but the very oh short gosh. Cliff Notes version. Michael decided it'd be very romantic to propose to me on an ice skating rink. He had this whole thing planned. We were kind of like you where we were planning our wedding before we actually got engaged. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote a song for our wedding and we recorded it together, the two of us. And he got the recording of the song and was going to have it played over the speakers and then have them announce like a couple skate. And um, then he, after the song, he was going to like bring me to the center of the ice and propose super cute idea. But like literally everything that could have gone wrong that day did. Um, by the time he like, they were having issues playing the song. And during all of that pandemonium, I fell three times that day, by the way. Wow. I like, I'm not a huge ice skater, but I do. Okay. Like it, you know, I used to rollerblade a lot growing up and it's very similar. So like I 
you know, every once in a while I would fall, but like never three times in one ice skating day or whatever. So the third time I fell, I caught myself with my hands and like immediately I could feel something was really wrong with my left wrist. Oh no. I'd never broken a bone in my body in my life. So I didn't really know what it felt like, but I was like, this is not just like a walk it off kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, (laughs) he was still trying to figure things out. Um, I was like in the locker room, like crying because I was in so much pain and he's trying to, they're trying to convince me to come back out on the ice. I'm like, it's not happening guys. Like he should have proposed to you in the ER. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So eventually he convinced me to come out to the ice and he proposed to me and there's a picture I, I reposted it. You'll have to look on Facebook. Um, it's him down on one knee and he has the ring and I'm like bent over <clears throat> laughing and I'm holding a bag of ice on my left hand <laughs> because my wrist was so swollen and then he couldn't get the ring on <laughs> because my hand was all swollen up from my wrist being broken. Oh my god! And I couldn't wear my engagement ring for like four weeks because of the swelling and the cast and everything. Um yeah so my whole family was there and they were like okay well do you want to go to the er or do you want to go there was a restaurant next door that's like my favorite place it's like do you want to go there first and then go to the er or just skip that and i was like let's go to the restaurant so like just on adrenaline and advil we went and ate mexican and then i went to the er to figure out yes my wrist is broken (laughs) that is the most unhinged proposal i've ever heard in my life there's so many more details that were crazy but anyway so yeah that's why i definitely remember and make a big deal because it was a crazy proposal fair enough do you want to know something cool about ice skating rinks no (laughs) what there's there's a ice skating rink on the cruise ship we're going on Oh, you you guys are on Royal, right? Yeah. I this is completely unrelated and I promise I'm not going to go on another full tangent, but there's there a vlogger, are, there's a vlogger on YouTube that is she's a professional ice skater for Royal and I watch her vlogs all the time about oh, that's um, cool. how they prepare for their shows and like doing their training and everything. It's really really interesting to watch. It also has a water park. I'm really excited. They have I'm- so much. I'm definitely not doing this to rub it into your face. The, you could you could live for like two months on a Royal Caribbean ship and not do everything they have to offer. It's crazy. I feel like that's so true. It's crazy. I'm really excited. I've never been on Royal Caribbean. Neither have I. It's fine. Well, I'll let you, I'll let you know. Watched a lot of vlogs. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should get into the topic. We really, really should. Okay, so goals for the new year. I am a goal setter, you guys. I don't know if you know this about me. I love goal setting. I love um, kind of like looking at a new year and being like, okay, what can I accomplish? What can I do? It makes me really happy to kind of like map things out and make all these plans. And even if everything doesn't happen exactly the way it does, I feel like just having a goal in mind, just writing something down and kind of setting an intention for like, this is what I want to accomplish. It's kind of like a, you know, shoot for the moon. And if you've come short you'll land among the start whatever that quote is like even if you don't get to maybe the exact thing you wrote down you're probably going to accomplish more just because you set something as a goal and you are working towards it you know what I mean true that fam true that yeah so we're gonna share you want to just maybe go back and forth yeah um, yeah I think that's good of our personal goals first and then we can share podcast goals at the end um so my first one Oh, okay. I got to make sure I kind of go in order that makes sense. So my first goal is something that I'm, I'm mentioning this first because 
it's something that's going to happen pretty much like very soon. Um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. But one of my goals is to finish <clears throat> the craft studio, the room that I'm in right now. Um, instead of doing like Christmas presents to each other, Michael and I decided we would do a couple of home improvement projects. And so my project was this craft studio since I'm kind of um, really investing with like the laser engraving machine. And um, I never really had a place to put my yarn and all of my crochet stuff. It kind of just floated around the house wherever I was working. Um, and I really wanted to be able to kind of have one central place for all that stuff to live and be able to, you know, get to it easily mm-hmm. um, and know like, okay, this is where my knitting machine is going to live. This is where my yarn storage is going to be. Um, and so we've kind of, we, we have pretty much all the supplies. It's just a matter of like, there's some things that actually have to be built. Um, yeah. There's some things that have to be put together, um, <clears throat> mounted, hung up, established, whatever. So that's kind of, um, that's my first goal. First in terms of like, it needs to get done first. <laughs> Um, because I got some, like for all these other goals to happen, I need a functional space to be able to work at all this stuff. What a mood. Yeah. So that's the first thing is getting this, getting this room in order because I got some big plans and I need, Mm -hmm. I need an evil layer. (laughs) Maybe not evil, maybe just a layer. I need the same thing. But it's not on my goal list because I really just don't know what my housing situation will be. That's true. Yeah. Like, I know I'm not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. My first one is that I want to maintain the revenue that I've made the last two months. It In my head, kind of like what I made the last two months is what I felt like was something that I could support my family on maybe not retire my husband from his job but like really help my family and say oh yeah I'm I'm doing something if that makes sense so I want to maintain that the next 12 months like throughout the entire year try to consistently make that same revenue or more um in terms of Etsy sales and maybe throwing in um markets as well but mostly Etsy sales like I I think I'm I'm confidently going to say, like, I'm not going to sell finished items online, and I'm probably really not going to take any customs either. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, you've been doing so well with your patterns. It makes sense to go where the go where the action is. <laughs> and I love it. I'm having so much fun doing it. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, my next goal is um i guess kind of going in a similar i'm gonna like cross these off as i go oops because i'm not going in order of how i wrote them (laughs) um but my next one kind of in similar vein as yours is i don't know why this number always sticks out to me i think because it's our biggest monthly expense Mm -hmm. but i would really really love to be able to make enough in sales to cover our mortgage payment yeah i just feel like I don't know. I th- in my brain, it's like, if I could do that, I would feel like, man, I'm really making a significant contribution to our household finances. Like, I think there's that little imposter syndrome part of you that's like, 
I want to be taken seriously and I want to make yep. enough money that it's like, this isn't just this fun little thing I'm doing where it's like, I just stay home and I make stuff and I have fun. Like this is a legit business that is like making money. <laughs> so I don't know. That's kind of a specific number that's in my mind that if I could make that amount, I would really feel like I'm, I'm really doing it, you know? Heck yeah. Look, yeah, mom, I'm doing I it. I'm a real boy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I really want to reach 10K followers on TikTok and 5K followers on Instagram. And that doesn't really seem like it's a goal. And you're kind of like, eh, that's like one of them little fill-in things you add in there. But that's my primary platform. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a For pushing patterns and advertising and marketing and all these things. So to grow those numbers is is a big deal because if I'm growing those numbers, it's growing potential sales and supporters and and all these things. So and like friends, friends, <laughs> oh friends. <laughs> it's just better because my voice squeaks randomly. <laughs> The way you said it was like you've never had a friend before, but you're like really thinking of it like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, I have friends. <laughs> oh my goodness. So getting um to those two numbers, I feel like is really realistic for the year. Yeah, because I'm at 7,400 on TikTok and 2,500 on Instagram, so I, I think I can do it by January 2024. Yeah, yeah. I also would like to hit uh, 10k followers. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more behind than Megs. Um, I just hit over 6,100. Um, I remember a time back in the day when I had more followers than Megs. But that's that's in the past now. Now Megs is all big big stuff McGee over here. <laughs> big stuff McGee. <laughs> and I'm just I mean, a little sea potato. <laughs> just floating around. We love anyway, sea potatoes. Um no, I I'm I'm not trying to stay away from that game of your number of followers determines your importance because we know that that's not true. We all know that intellectually, but we still let the numbers get to us and it's silly. It do, They do. It It does bother me sometimes. Because I'm Especially sure there's when... people listening right now that are like, <clears throat> boo-hoo, you're 6,100 followers. Like, I'm just trying to get to 100. And it's like, yeah, I was there yeah. too and I get it. Like, I do get it. No, 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 I totally get that. But then at the same time, sometimes it's like the most frustrating thing when you see this account where you're like, this is obviously super cringy or awful and they have like <laughs> 30,000 followers and you're like, are you serious? Right, like, right. Yeah. Yep. So I would like to hit 10K. Um, that's not only is that like just a really cool milestone to hit, but it is when you can actually start monetizing your account. Um, mm -hmm. So like Don't that's, do it. So like that's, you know. That's exciting, too. But, like, don't do it. What do you mean, don't do it? I mean, like, your views and everything will completely die. 
I wonder what percentage of crochet creators that have lots of followers monetize versus don't. I absolutely will not. Ask Leah about it. Leah will tell you. Yeah. It did it to me too on my old account, the one with the 30K followers. Yeah. It was like all of a sudden nobody saw anything as soon as I started monetizing. Interesting. I wonder if that's it was, changed at all or <clears throat> if it's still like that. It hasn't. It hasn't. Hmm. Um, uh, 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 wait, is it my turn or your turn? It's your turn. <laughs> it's my turn. Oops. Um, this one's kind of wild and a big one, but I want to I want to release 15 or more patterns this year. And that sounds like an insane amount, but it's about what I did this last year. Yeah. Because I think I ha- currently have 14 patterns on on Etsy right now, somewhere around there. Plus, I, I came out with a couple mods that are free on Instagram. So I think realistically I could do it again. So I hope are, I can. So are you I hope I have enough creativity. Are you including mods in the 15? <clears throat> um. Not necessarily, no. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um, this is cool. I feel like all of our all of our answers have been kind of in similar categories. We um, really have. Because you want to release like 15 plus patterns. And I would like to do six different drops for my tags and patches, my laser and gray stuff. Um, I have really been excited to launch um different tags and patches with my laser engraving and i'm so so close you guys actually by the time this episode airs i will absolutely have my custom listings live on my website which is super super exciting because i've been working really hard um to get that all live so you can so i have listings now Mm -hmm. set where you can go to my website and you can purchase um different shapes and sizes of the sew-on patches or the fold-over style tags with the rivets. Um, And you can like submit your (coughs) custom business logo or I can create something for you if you need something specific, blah, blah, blah. All that's going to be live, which is really exciting. But in addition to the custom stuff that you can order, I also want to do like a drop style release of different pre-made collections. And so those would be different themed collections. And I have like a list of ideas of stuff that I'd like to do. And so if I did the six drops that I've kind of had swirling around in my brain, that would be um, basically one every other month, which I think is doable. I think that's realistic because yeah. you give yourself a month to like make it all. Right. Um, and, and some and of them are going to get it shipped out yeah. and then you, and then you drop, yeah. you know, and some of them are going to be smaller than others. So it's quite possible I could do more than six. Um, it just depends on, I'm, I'm going to kind of start small and then see where it goes and hopefully we can grow it as, as I, um, continue. But yeah, I would like to at least do six different drops throughout the year and, oh, I have such fun ideas. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about them too. I am so sorry. I completely lost my crap as you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany decided to send me some old pictures of myself oh. and, uh, this is what I received. <laughs> this was from like 2016 or 17 or somewhere in there and I was like what even like 
I I did it. I broke Jessica. (laughs) Do you understand the faces I was just making now, though? Yes. (laughs) I will absolutely post the TikTok (sighs) on the crochet base to show everybody. My face hurts. My face hurts. Bruh. Okay. I've lost a lot of weight. That's not a secret. However, that photo is definitely (laughs) an intentionally poor angle. (laughs) I could send you one of those pictures right now. (laughs) This is great. Okay. um, Okay, it's your turn. This is the one that we were both doing, so I'm sure you'll probably go on it too. Yeah. Um, I feel like I need to actually sit down and figure it out, but I feel like I'm really close to having sold a pattern to all 50 states. So like in 2023, I really want to be able to do that. Like one of them that I know for certain I haven't sold to is Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many crocheters are in Hawaii, but it would be really great if you start buying my (laughs) patterns already. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Don't comfort Hawaii like that. I'm gonna <clears throat> please let me come. I want to visit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's also a goal for me. I'm gonna have a little bit more work to do than you because I'm sure there's a couple more states that I haven't added to my map yet. Mm-hmm. Um but I definitely <clears throat> have a lot more than just Hawaii to go. So um I should definitely do an update on my TikTok of however many states I have. And then uh, all those states that haven't been filled yet, you guys are just going to have to buy some uh, tags and patches in this new year. We can do it. Honestly, I'm not going to 100% say for certain I have 49 of the 50 states because I truly don't know. But I know that. Over 2,000 sales, it's probably a safe bet to to think that most of them are probably represented. Yeah, I think that's fair. Maybe just like a couple that aren't. And with digital downloads, like, can anybody buy, like, country-wise? Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I get a lot of Canadian and UK orders. Yeah. So you should start keeping track of countries, too. I could. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I should. Yeah. I feel like with digital downloads, it's a little bit of a easier path to the, like, whole... Yeah. For sure. State sales map thing. It's definitely a lot easier than selling physical items. That you have to ship out, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. But I will say I've been knocking out states faster with my with my laser engraved stuff than I was with my finished crochet items. And that's Dude, just, you're doing the dang thing. That's just People by nature it. of, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> really serving something to my tar- to my demographic, my audience that they actually need. <laughs> It's amazing. Heck yeah. It's amazing how that will change things. Um, okay. So, yeah, we both touched on that. Now it's back to you. <laughs> um, I want to do – so last year I did two markets. Oh, my gosh. Two- Look at us just being totally in sync with our goals. Sorry. No. <laughs> did I do two? I think I did two. Maybe three. I did three last year. I said two. I did yeah, three. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, you had to have done more than two. I did two. Yeah, I did three because I did two of them with a friend. And, the, and then the last one I did was doing on my own. But then somebody 
Kim from TikTok came and visited. So I did three last year. I'd like to do four to five. Yeah. Like this year. Absolutely. I really would like to get in a few more. Um, cause I do really enjoy doing markets a lot. It is a lot of work and I do get stressed out, but I really do enjoy them. Like the adrenaline of selling it all at the market and everything really does it for me. Yes. It passes the vibe check. <laughs> Getting to meet your customers and see their reactions in real time. That mm-hmm. is like peak small business experience to me it's so fun (laughs) i'm really excited so i would like to do four to five markets this year and hopefully big ones like i'm really i'm like if i don't move to minnesota for some reason like i'm driving to minnesota to do the renaissance festival (laughs) i mean hey why not yeah we're gonna do the dang thing so so my market related goal is i would just like to do one (laughs) any old market i just need to do another one i need to okay rip the band-aid off and just do another one do it but but we need to explain this because jessica does markets all the time she just doesn't do crochet it's markets. true i am not a stranger to setting up at your local craft show vendor market um i've done three years of markets I do multiple in a weekend sometimes, but it's all with my hot cocoa bombs and it's just so different. Yeah. (laughs) Selling chocolate. I'm not going to sit here and say like there isn't a lot of time consuming hard work put into hot cocoa bombs, but you can batch make quite a few of them. Yeah. The volume that I can make. In a day. Yeah. Like your volume is astronomically larger than what you can do with crochet. So it's, it's different. The amount of potential profit I can make in one day, like, you know, this amount of product that I can make in one day and then how much I could sell that all for versus how much crochet stuff I could make in a day and then total up what I could make for that. Um, I'm not even going to lie and say that I could, that I could make the same amount for crochet as I could with hot cocoa bombs. Right. And like you would be able, like if you just went and doubled your like shells or your, your molds, Mm -hmm. you could potentially, I mean, realistically tell me if I'm wrong, you could double how much you make in a day. Um, more like if I had another person, I could double what I made. Sure. Today. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like you've maxed Just out. Just another pair of hands. Kinda... Yeah. I, I think yeah, I've probably reached the the ceiling of how much I personally as one person can make in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. If I had another person helping me, I certainly could make more in one day. And and we proved that when I, <laughs> when I was in an <laughs> yeah. absolute time crunch and had Michael and Emily both helping me. And we made like three or 400 bombs in a day. That was crazy. That was not an amazing. Um, yeah. So I just want to do another one because it's like the, that first market I did just was what was not what I wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. because it's the only one I've done and I haven't done one since, it's almost like that thing that becomes more daunting the more you let it go on, you know? And yeah, and sure. I just need to do another one. And I and I need to I need to just do a few because I need to gather data, you know? Like I need to yeah. figure out what's yep. going to sell well, what's not. Um I I think that the event that I was at, even though it was marketed as a market for shopping, yep. It, when you got there, it had much more of like a festival carnival vibe. They had live music and food and bounce houses and stuff. And so I think people were like, oh, something fun to do with the kids. They weren't really there to like shop. 
necessarily. Right. And your, you know, your like market demographic isn't like the kids type of stuff. Yeah. Like, so at least not in that when you brought the stuff you brought for that yeah, time. Yeah. Not to say you couldn't. No, I think my setup then would have done potentially well at like an art like a like a street fair art fair yeah totally where people are coming to like buy handmade items from local artists like that kind yeah. of a vibe you know um, yeah totally. my stuff like my whole setup was very like aesthetic and like um I don't know, it feels weird to call myself trendy but like that kind of vibe of like no you know, I get what like, you're saying like, I cool. would agree <laughs> yeah um it's so cool it's, like, cool stuff I'm a cool person um She's not. But like Spoiler that. Alert. <laughs> but like that just wasn't the vibe. Like some kind of cool, like downtown, yeah. you know, art fair kind of a thing. I feel like that. Like that's where I'm gonna. That fade. that market you did sounds like the type of market that would be like a like a sellout for like me, mm-hmm. like with with plushies and things like that. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is like <clears throat> I just I think I need to try a few more with my type of stuff and just figure out where I fit because. I yeah. feel like a lot of my friends that I see doing really well at markets, it's Amis. It's all Amis. It's uh-huh. and that's what does really well at markets. And so I'm like, is it just the demographic thing, or is it just that that's what people want to buy and they don't want to buy the other stuff? You know, the hardest part about that too is like your stuff would do really well during your hot cocoa bomb season. I know. <laughs> and like, if I could plan ahead and make enough. I probably could – I don't know. I mean, I already have such a hard time fitting all my chocolate stuff in one space, let alone if I tried to if I tried to make more. So I don't even know. Um, the other thing I could do too is like with my, with my engraving machine, like that's opened up a whole new window of products that I can yeah. make. So I could certainly pair my crochet stuff with some laser engraved things. Um, yep. You know, so it's like I can expand a little bit more to maybe have, have some more variety. <coughs> um, but I don't know. I just need to I need to sit down and, and really figure out what I wanna what I wanna do and, and, and just think of the next couple markets whenever I do them this year as more of experiments than anything else. Yeah. Um just to see. Like maybe do a couple smaller ones and then pick one kind of like art street fair type vibe and just go all in and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember too, like for both of us with crochet, this is our first year doing this That's as like true. a legitimate business. So a lot of this year was trial and error. A lot of it was, you know, dipping our toes in, testing the waters, figuring out what's working for us, what's not. And like that type of thing doesn't happen overnight either. So like we're still going to be doing a lot of trial and error next year. There's definitely things we're going to be like absolutely doing that again, absolutely never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um. Which rolls into, like, my next goal. Um, I really thought that I could fly by the seat of my pants and just kind of <laughs> go with the flow and do things. And I realized, like, I definitely need to get more organized. Like, I'll, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm screwed for tax time or whatever. But m- tax time is going to be such a headache, as it already is in general. Yep. I mean, who loves yeah. tax time? Um, but I want to make sure that, like, next year – I'm so organized that when tax time comes, I'm like, it's all right here. It's in this folder. Here's this. Here's that. All I have to do is crunch numbers and look at it instead of go, well, I think I have this in this drawer and this over here and I'll come and dig through this. And then like on top of that, you know, I was like, I wasn't really sure 
what method of payments I was going to take. So I took everything and I didn't realize how chaotic and messy that was going to make this year tax wise. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. And then I miss, I, you know, I mixed personal accounts with business accounts. If there's one advice I can give you, do not mix your personal accounts with your business accounts. It makes tax time a headache. Mm -hmm. So, excuse me. Next year, like I already, I already said it like in stone, I'm using Square, I'm using Etsy and I'm taking cash and I'm not using anything else. Mm -hmm. And maybe that like, everyone's like, oh, well, why are you being so strict about that? Like a lot of people use PayPal and Venmo and I get that. And that's a great thing. And if those are what works for you, that's what works for you. But I know for me, Etsy does so much of the behind the scenes work with the organization of taxes and Square does too. And cash is simple to work with. I don't want to work with anything else. Mm-hmm. Everything else is going to be too messy. Yeah. And it's just easier to go, these are what I work with and this is going to be just fine. Yeah. And Square, honestly, like having used it for a few years now, um, I don't think I've ever encountered someone who didn't have some way that they could pay via Square because yeah. I have the tap to pay, um, you know, contactless chip reader, whatever. So like if they, if they want to use Apple pay or Google pay, that works with that. They can use a card even if they don't have, um, even if they don't have a card on them. I can send them an email with an invoice. Like there's just, they have so many options for people to pay. Right. Sometimes people are like, oh, can I do Venmo? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't yeah, do Venmo, sorry. but here's no. all the different ways. And usually one of those options, they're like, oh, I can do that. And I want to say that that Square in some way has a way to pay with PayPal. Like don't quote me on that 100%, but I feel like I saw it. Yeah. I'm not sure. But. Either way, it's, I mean, it's no different than if you walked into a store, you know, like you walk into a store to buy something, you know, you're going to have to swipe a card mm-hmm. or, or give them cash. And that's really what Square is. So yep. <laughs> I'm a huge proponent for it. Jess is the reason why I signed up for it. I'm super glad I did. It's great. Um, totally worth it. It's very organized. Square does a great job of, of keeping everything in line for you so that when you have to hit tax time, it's not going to be. Such a nightmare. We're not yeah. sponsored by Square, but if Square wants to sponsor we us, could we're be. down. <laughs> we could be. The also, also the other big advantage of Square that I really like is the ability to pull reports and analytics and see yes. your numbers easily. Um, that helped me a lot this year when I was planning for my big market in Plymouth. I was able to pull numbers <coughs> from last year at that market, <coughs> and I was able to see specifically how many yeah. I sold of this flavor, how many I sold of that. So I could get a better picture of like what I needed to bring with me this year. That was really, really nice to have. Yeah. And um, another thing I really like about Square is they actually have a really great invoice thing as well. Mm-hmm. So if you do do online payments, you take customs or you do um, finished items that you sell online, you can send people invoices directly to their email and they can pay them. So like, you know, there's kind of a format that people do if you're familiar with it at all um, with PayPal where it's like if you want to buy something online, you drop your PayPal email and then they send you an invoice and then you pay it and then they'll mail it out to you. You can do the exact same thing with Square. The only difference is instead of just like sending them a request to, to pay you X amount of dollars on PayPal, you send them an actual legitimate invoice 
on Square, mm-hmm. and I love it because it just looks so much more professional. Yeah. And that's how I've been doing yep. it. Like if I do a craft show and then I have extra plushies afterwards, I drop them in my Facebook group and sell them in there, and I just use Square, and it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. And I like that they have the automatic um, <clears throat> reminders too. So you can yes. set it so if somebody doesn't pay you right away, you, I think you can choose too how quickly the next reminder gets sent. Yep. Um, and so it'll automatically email them and say, reminder, you have an invoice that's due, um, which is really nice because you don't have to go chase yeah. after them. It automatically will do that if they haven't paid yet. And I know like – I'm not saying this is something I'll use, but if someone really needs more of those resources, I feel like Square has some type of like relationship with QuickBooks. And you can get lots of good discounts and things on QuickBooks. So if you need the extra like self-employment help and stuff, there's another option for you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can like automatically integrate a lot of that information, which is nice. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, I think it's my turn. This is a personal crochet goal. It's not like business related. It's just something that I want to do to grow as a crocheter. Something that's been on my mind for a long time that I've wanted to try, but have not been brave enough to step out and do is I would like to try my hand at a graph GAN. Um, nothing that's like too crazy or involved, but I just want to give it a shot. I think it would be really cool. Um, probably something pretty simple to start off with. Like I'm not trying to like take a photograph and turn it into a blanket, anything like that. But um, just, I I would like to do something that would just kind of, Introduce the basic concept and how you do it. You should do GraphGAN mug rugs. That would be really cute. Yeah, because we saw that pattern for them when we were looking at pattern ideas for Christmas Mm -hmm. gifts. Yeah, I I, I should try just something like that just to kind of dip my toes in the water of GraphGANs and see how I would like to do one too. It is not a goal for this year because I know I'll never accomplish it, but (laughs) it would be fun. Yeah setting realistic goals here. Yeah. So my last one is also not a business goal. It is just a crochet goal. And I really want to make a wearable for myself this year and not a hat, not a headband, <laughs> not a scrunchie. I'm talking clothing item. Do you have one that's like at the top of your brain, what you want to do? <clears throat> so I really want to make like a mesh, like swimsuit cover sweater type of thing you know i'm talking about where it's like it looks like a sweater but it's like meant to wear on the beach Mm -hmm. that's the type of thing i want to make and honestly if i really powerhouse through it and got the yarn i could make one before the cruise and i'm i may consider it i really want to i just need to get the actual yarn especially if it's like mesh and it's not you know it's not like a full sweater it would work up faster i i assume yeah, I think it's like so I found a pattern and I do really like it and it works up in panels, so like a front panel, back panel and then your sleeves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could get it done if I buckled down. Do it, do it, do it. It's It'd be really cute. I just it would be so cute and I would love wearing it. But I'm just so exhausted. <laughs> That's <I've> true. Had... <laughs> so when you oh, it's it's off topic, but it's related to the conversation. Like when you hear me talk about earlier that I have a sinus infection, everyone's like, oh, you know, you're probably on antibiotics and you're getting better. No, I don't have a bacterial sinus infection. I have a viral sinus infection. Mm. You want to know what they give you for viral sinus infections? Steroids. You want to know what steroids do? Create insomnia. Mm. I am so tired and I cannot go to sleep. Oh, that's not good. So 
I'm just, uh, I'm just like, like I would, honestly, I would have already started this, um, swimsuit cover up if it weren't for the fact that every single night I'm up super late. And now this is just a big pity party for poor Megs. Um, it's fine. We're fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I've, I've just now been getting great sleep. Yeah. And not for a lack of trying. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to be careful not to commit to something that's never going to get finished. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Um, okay. I think, did you get all of your personal goals? Yeah. Okay. I got mine. That's all my personal goals. So we wanted to just do a quick little mention of a few of our podcast goals because we want to, um, you know, hold ourselves accountable to you guys for some of the things that we'd like to see happen this year. Um, the first thing is we think it'd be super cool to get some sort of a sponsorship. Yeah. We would love to get sponsored. Yeah. So like, I don't know if there's any companies out there listening <laughs> oh, to us. Like Michael's Joanne, uh, <laughs> Premier Yarn, um, but we <laughs> we would love to get <laughs> sponsored, Vistaprint. I love how it's um, like you do that, like <clears throat> Premier Yarn, but it's just you actually coughing because you're sick. It, it literally <laughs> is. <laughs> it's not even faked. <clears throat> Uh, we would love to be sponsored, even if it was Apple. <laughs> you say that like they're some undesirable company, although we are mad at them. Oh, we we have hostility. <laughs> we have beef. We have beef with Apple. Please sponsor us, Apple. Please, we don't please, care, please. even if we never get on your podcast platform. Apple, love us, please. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so get a sponsor. Our second thing that is totally attainable is we would love mm-hmm. to double the amount of followers we have on Spotify. Yes. And this is one that you can help us with, you guys. If you haven't already done this, you can help us right now. If you're listening on Spotify, um, if you just go to like the main part of the Crochet Bay's kind of like page yep. on Spotify, just tap the button that says follow, and then you'll help us get one number closer. So right now we're like sitting just under 500, and we'd like to mm-hmm. um, hit 1,000 or over of the number of followers we have and what that means if you don't know like because i know it's like every platform has their follow subscribe like what does it even mean um basically it just means that you'll get notified when we upload a new episode so when a new episode drops there'll be a little reminder so you will never miss the good stuff and it's like a win-win situation for for both of us like you subscribing or following helps us boost our platform and it tells spotify people like us and they push us out more yes. where and then on the other end of it you following also make sure that you're always notified when we have a new episode and you don't forget about mm-hmm. it yes so thank you for <clears throat> following thank you for leaving us five stars all that good stuff we really appreciate that because that really helps us get out in front of more crocheters um, another thing that we'd like to do is we started out doing this at the beginning of the podcast and then life kind of happened. So we're wanting to kind of get back out ahead in this, but that is to sort of have an outline for the next few months at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to really map out like what the next few months are going to look like in terms of what we're going to be talking about each episode. Yeah. Um, who's going to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. If we're going to have a guest, any just, kind of giveaways or behind, contests. Yeah. Behind the scenes type of stuff, but it's still fun to give you guys like a little sneak peek of what we do. Yeah. 
So just before we record, because really, like for me, and I'm sure that Megs will agree with me, like the heart behind this goal is like, I don't ever want to have this like sloppily thrown together episode and be like, okay, here you guys go. Like I Mm -hmm. want, and I'm sure Megs, like I said, this is really, we want to bring you guys like the best we want. um, We want each episode to be something that is like well crafted and thought out and it's hard to do that when you get behind and it it's absolutely like, oh my is. Gosh, life has gotten in the way. It's gotten crazy. And like that happens and it's okay. It totally does. But we, um, but we want that to be the exception and not the rule. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to this at, at the start of this year is kind of mapping out where we want to go so that we can be bringing you the best that the crochet base has to offer. Oh, yeah. Jessica, we've been hosting this podcast for six months. That's really ridiculous. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. What even? And so, like, I mean, that's also both crazy, but also encouraging to me to know that, like, we've grown how much we have and it hasn't even been a year. A full year. Yeah. Right. And, like, we've stuck it out because, you know, like. Mm -hmm. We haven't missed a single release date. Mm -mm. And and I know, like, that sounds weird to say you stuck it out. It's your podcast. You guys are doing it. Well, obviously. But, like, also, you know, we just kind of jumped in and did it. And we were like, <laughs> let's just do the dang yeah. thing. Not knowing if it was going to be something that we truly would keep doing. And granted, we're only six months in. But, like. There's a lot of podcasts that don't make it to six months. Of yeah, regular uploading. There's so much more that could go on and happen mm-hmm. and it's really exciting. So I'm looking forward to seeing even just things that are accomplished and happen in 2023 that we haven't even necessarily set as a goal mm-hmm. or don't even realize that we should have set as a goal or could have been a goal or will become a goal. Like I'm really excited to see what happens and where we where we go. Yes. Um and then also with that like we wanted to kind of turn the mic per se over to you guys and ask you like what do you want to see yeah. out of the crochet base in 2023 you know like let us know is it you know is it giveaways is it new merch is it new episode ideas um is there certain people you'd like to see on the podcast like we love feedback we love hearing your guys's ideas and we've had people who have sent us emails saying hey i think this would be a great episode topic mm-hmm. and most of the time I read them and I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. So like if you guys have stuff that you want to see us do in 2023, send us an email to thecrochetbase at gmail.com and let us know. Yeah, because this show is for you guys. Um, Yeah. So we want to talk about the things that you care about and that you want to hear about. Totally. Yeah. Um, last thing that's kind of in the same vein is like outlining a, f- a few months ahead of time is another kind of behind the scenes thing is um, is a goal for us is to be a couple episodes ahead for recording because yes. guys let me just tell you as the editor <laughs> <laughs> Jess you don't want to edit the podcast the night before my brothers and sisters in Christ <laughs> my, my brothers if and I sisters never, in Christ if I never have to edit another episode of the crochet base the night before it drops that is a-okay with me 
So we're trying to do better about recording ahead of time so that we don't have to do that to ourselves because it is not the vibe. Okay. <laughs> I will say, like, we've we've done a pretty good job of recording like a week ahead yes, so far. No, mostly it's entirely my fault for not prioritizing yeah. editing soon enough. But it would be nice to be recording like two to three weeks ahead. Yes. And we'll get there at some point. This is the boring stuff nobody wants to listen to. So <laughs> It's the real, real. I will say last episode, I did really good. I, I had it you did. scheduled I so and uploaded like a full week ahead of time. And it was like – It was the best thing. It was such a good feeling, you guys. It's like when you finish your homework like the week before it's due and you're like, yes, <laughs> I'm done. It's like when you wake up in the morning and you ate breakfast and you're like, I'm a real adult. <laughs> And make your bed too. Yeah. Oh. And take a shower. Holy smokes. Who oh my are gosh. We? <laughs> An influencer with a perfect morning routine. <laughs> First I wake up at I 5 a.m. and make myself a green smoothie. Then I run five a, miles. A matcha tea latte. <laughs> that ain't never gonna be me. Anyway. <laughs> I could do that for like two days, and then I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Um, okay. Please end it right there, like right where you say, this sucks, and then add, put it, bring in the next ad, like cut out the rest, bring in the next ad right there. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crocheting with Black Yarn. Have you ever been crocheting and thought to yourself, gosh, this is just too easy. I need to challenge myself. Better yet, I want this to be so difficult that I temporarily hate it and chuck it in the corner of the room out of frustration. If you answered yes, try crocheting with black yarn. It's like the final boss of crocheting. Good luck. You're going to need it. Now let's get back to the episode. It's time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were you going to do? What was that noise about to turn into? It was me going, am I recording the next episode or or, or are you going to have a new co-host buddy for that episode? Because I'm going to be gone. <coughs> and then I realized, I feel like we, I don't know. Okay, okay. let's try that, let's again. Try that again. Wait, why don't you lead in this, this uh, segment because. It's all about you. Because I've been doing the other ones, yeah. Yeah, okay. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, it's 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 that time again. My favorite time of this podcast ever. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> this is I'm so tired. <laughs> it is time for shut up and take my money. Yes. Okay, so today's segment of shut up and take my money is something that's going to be more for the crochet business owner not so much maybe somebody who just likes to crochet as a hobby Um, Mm -hmm. some people may already have one of these some people may think they don't need one of these but i'm about to tell you why you do need one of these it is a thermal printer i have a little small one on my desk here and it's a little workhorse okay um it prints my shipping labels for my packages. Currently, 
that's basically all I've been using it for is printing little four by six labels for my shipping labels, but it can do so much more. And I'm really excited to delve into all of the uh, possibilities of this thermal printer and start using it to possibly even make some stuff for my crochet accessory wing of the Berg's Nest Crochet.com. Um, Heck yeah. Some stickers that maybe say <clears throat> cute stuff like, thanks for um, purchasing from my small business. Or like, um, you know that like quote where it's like, when you buy from a small business, a real person does a happy dance or something. Like some sticker like yeah. that. Um, cute things like that. So I'm I'm excited to jump into all that fun stuff because I haven't really delved into it yet. But I just need to share this little factoid about thermal printers because it's right there in the name. But for some reason, I guess just because I never really looked into them or considered them, I like did not put this together in my brain. But for those of you who don't know anything about thermal printers like I didn't until I started looking into them, the way that they print is through heat hence thermal printer so it literally like burns the image onto the sticker therefore it uses no ink or toner it's just a thermal printer so you never as long as it's plugged in and functioning properly it just uses heat to print the image so you never have to buy ink you never have to replace anything and it's like instantaneous it just spits them out like a like a receipt printer, basically. Like when a store prints a receipt, it uses thermal um, printing as well. And you know how it just spits out super quick. It's the same way, <coughs> which is like the coolest thing in the world to me. I don't know. It makes every time I print out a shipping label, I feel like the most legit business in the world. I'm like, <laughs> heck yeah, I'm printing my little label sticker thing. And then I rip it off. It makes a cool noise. I feel very official. I I'm realizing in this moment, listening to you, that you are a pyromaniac. You you just laser engraver, thermal printer, burn, burn, burn. I burn this. I burn that. Burn, I burn everything. <laughs> and then me over here trying to light my house on fire with a grill. It oh, just... gosh. Yeah, that was a thing. See, I don't deal with open flames, okay? I just like, uh, I don't know, lasers. <laughs> <laughs> lasers. No, I don't have a thermal printer, but um, watching Jess through this process and then the conversation we had about making stickers and stuff and labels, I realized that I missed a very convenient item that I could have invested in early on and saved myself a lot of troubles. Mm -hmm. Um, Now you're not allowed to buy one because you have to buy all your stuff from me. Yeah, now I'm not allowed to buy one because I have to buy all my (laughs) stuff from her. Oh. Dang. Dang it. it. Lost (laughs) another one to Jessica. If you guys (laughs) want suggestions on where you can get a thermal printer, we will have one in the Shut Up and Take My Money storefront on Amazon. Yes. Um, And it will be the one that Jessica has. And hers is pretty pretty nice. It's not like the most expensive one, but it's not like the cheapest one either, right? I'm trying to actually find it um, to see. I don't. Oh, okay. I thought I had it linked on my Amazon storefront, like my personal one with my crochet stuff. Yeah. But I don't. So I want to see how much I paid for it because I want to say, I think it was one of those like Amazon lightning deals and it was like 80 bucks. 
Sure. It really wasn't that bad for like a thermal printer that, like I said, you never have to replace the ink. It lasts. I mean, as long as it doesn't have any kind of malfunctions, it lasts like forever. And the labels really aren't that expensive either. Um, The four by six ones. I just bought a a circular. uh, Okay. I just bought a roll of the circle stickers, two inch ones. And they're like blush pink, which everybody knows is my favorite color. Um, Love that. Yeah. So I can print these like super cute circular stickers uh for a plethora of different <laughs> uses and it was 10.99 on amazon for a roll of 750 stickers um so like that's you know to be able to print those in house and then you think you don't even have to spend money on ink to print those stickers yep. that's really amazing um so if you guys can hear me clicking it's because i'm i'm trying to find the printer i guess i bought it toward the beginning of the year didn't i because i you did you got it pretty early on and i think like if we can think on it too maybe we can do a little digging on amazon and see if we can find thermal printers in three different price points that are like good reviews Mm -hmm. and stuff so like maybe yours is the mid-range yeah Yeah, so right now it's listed so i did pay a little over 100 i was wrong when i said 80 dollars um i paid like one 16 for it it's currently i think that's still yeah it's currently still on sale technically like the list price is 175 and it's currently listed at 139 um so you know it's a little bit of an investment but when you think about um postage when you think about stickers that you might want to print for yourself i feel like the savings add up pretty quickly totally in like materials that you you know Oh, yeah. I mean, I've already, like, I'm about to put my third set of ink cartridges into my printer. Yeah, just when you think of ink cartridges alone. Yeah. So, yeah. To me, I think it's a, it's then, a good like, investment if you have a little bit of, <clears throat> a little chunk of change to invest. And there are cheaper ones on the market than the one that I bought. Um, You can definitely get one for under $100. It's just, it's one of those, you know, you get what you pay for situations. I'm sure you can find one that's totally. decent for under 100 but, you know, that's kind of where you start getting into the territory of you might get one that doesn't work as well. Um, but you can also, I mean, you could easily spend over 200 if you wanted to get, like, top of the line. So this one that I got, yeah. I would I would consider it to be a lower to mid-range. And it's worked perfectly fine for me. So, yeah. We love it. And there's... So that will be... Yeah, sorry. I was... Linked. The only other thing I was going to mention is... Um, you definitely have to kind of like dig into the settings when you first buy it and set it up on your computer. Um, oh, sure. To make mm-hmm. sure that you have the parameters set correctly and um, have all the formatting and everything. And there's lots of YouTube videos you can find that will tell you how to do it all properly. Um, so there's a little bit of a front end of like <coughs> putting in some time to make sure it's all <coughs> set properly. But once you do that, then you're good to go. But, I mean, we know this to be true with everything. Knitting machines, cricket machines, laser engravers, thermal printers. Yeah. You got to be willing to put in the work on the front end. All of it. You just have to do a little research before you dive right in. In all of these cases, Google is your best friend and YouTube. And also just the manual of what you bought. (laughs) Heck yeah. Information is helpful. The actual instructions work. Who knew? (laughs) Oh, man. So anyway, that concludes Shut Up and Take My Money.
and that also concludes this episode um you guys thank you so we much did it <laughs> um we are really excited for this next year for our businesses for really this podcast are. and we're excited for you guys too we're sure that you have some goals for the new year hey email them to us let us know maybe your top three of goals that you'd like to accomplish with your crochet because we'd love to hear them um we'd love to also give you a little shout out i don't think we had any new ones to read today but if you'd like to send Mm-mm. us an email of just um maybe your favorite episode something you love about the podcast we'd love to read those out um in an episode because that's really fun so um send us your goals send us your thoughts on the podcast um let us know what you would like to hear in the future on the podcast and i think we covered all of our bases yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah (laughs) so welcome to 2023 and until next time crochet drink coffee and be kind okay bye crochet base we're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet while we talk about crochet you can crochet too yeah